Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's our 48th episode. In this, the first podcast of 2021, I'm joined by my co-host Ian, um, who delivers our South of England training courses. Happy New Year, Ian. It's uh, New Year's Day, and uh, yes. I hope you had a good Christmas and uh, you've not nice drank Christmas. too much uh, food and ate no, too no, much. No, didn't drink too much and certainly didn't travel very far. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Ian, um, what, what are your plans for 2021 then? Have you got any exciting plans in store other than leave your <laughs> lockdown for area, I suppose? <laughs> Or to leave the uh, county, is that the right. idea? Exciting excitement. Well, we could start with probably thinking about a holiday towards the end of the year. Um, <laughs> no point planning a holiday at the beginning of the year. Well, is this <laughs> anywhere north of the Watford Gap? You'll be yeah. happy to, is it really? Cause it's <laughs> about that, isn't it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I oh, see the, uh, the, the, uh, the southerners are being locked down, you see. So uh, we're, <laughs> you're happy to go anywhere. You can head to the south coast, Ian. Could you not? Well, you're, not you're not allowed to well, I suppose you're not allowed to go anywhere. Well, well, it's okay because I sort of I I do look after my elderly, vulnerable, single, uh, living alone mother, so so we can always um, you know. <laughs> find the reason you're in a bubble with your mother so you can get an excuse to see the sea and, uh, um, and uh, bench that a little bit further afield yeah. so yeah, yeah. So joking apart I really hope that 2021 is a little bit better than what 2020 has been it's been an interesting year to say we? the least isn't yeah, it yeah I know I know anyway moving swiftly on in this month's GPS training podcast we look back at the most popular outdoor GPS units from the last two months a bit of a hit parade for the start of 2021 then we look for look at some of the GPS training opportunities we have here um, for GPS training 2021. We look at both our online courses and our physical courses that we hold around the country. And then we have Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions Ian gets asked while supporting our customers. The first thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a look at unit sales over the past two months. What have been what have been the most popular GPS units? and our views on each of them. Before I go into the lead table, I've got a hand, well, all my hands up and tell you guys where these figures have come from. So you people all know the GPS training website. GPS training is our premium brand, which where we offer post-sale and support when we sell a GPS unit. We also have another website. I've never mentioned this on the GPS training podcast because it really doesn't relate to the GPS training uh, podcast. But we have a budget website called Outdoor GPS Shop. And Outdoor GPS Shop, we sell slightly cheaper, but without the post-sale and support. So you don't get Ian's um, wit and humour in supporting it uh, post-sale. Uh, you you speak to Garmin on 20 minutes hold um, on the Garmin helpline. So, um, but before this, um, this bit of a piece, the only way I can pull together some sales figures is to pull them from both websites. So I always think of GPS Training, our premium brand, which sells more the top-end GPS units. People want that post-sale and support. And then, to be honest, with the great respect outdoor GPS shop, it tends to sell more the budget end units. And also, there's people who don't want that post-sale and support. So it does sell some top-end units, but the majority of them. But I think it gives us a nice, even spread of right across the market of right from the you know the cheapest gps unit for you know 89 pound 99 right up to the most expensive one which i think is comes in at 900 pounds really so it's quite nice that we pull those figures together so those are two websites gps training and outdoor gps shop are the two websites so 
initially, you know, I was going to give you uh, the figures, but I thought actually it'd be a bit more constructive rather than hiding from you. But when I spoke to you this week, or last week it was actually, and I said, was, wasn't it? Yeah. what do you think yeah. the best-selling GPS unit was for 66SR? You actually guessed correctly. You actually guessed number one and number three in the hit parade. Yes, yes. Should we start? We should start, we'll start from the top. Let's, I was thinking we'll start, yeah. let's start with number one. Yeah. So, number one, I think the world has followed you, Ian, haven't they? Oh, def- because definitely. Because <laughs> Ian upgrades this unit earlier on this year. Um, you you upgraded from number two to number yes. one, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So, yes. you are a, they call you an influencer, Ian, in this well, field, are they not? I was going to say, I could have one of these YouTube channels, couldn't I, or, <laughs> or whatever, and, and have lots of... Um, Subscribe people subscribing, yes, absolutely. Ian the influencer. <laughs> yes. So, if people so haven't gathered what we're talking about, I'll be Ian... waiting for my commission, John. <laughs> <laughs> commission from Garmin <laughs> that should be our New Year's resolution, shouldn't we? Yeah, <laughs> we should wait for something free off Garmin. Okay, right. Yeah. Number one is Garmin GPS Map 66SR, which was a new GPS unit launched by Garmin three months ago, four yeah, months so ago. I think it was yeah, it was end of September, I think. End of September. Some, something like that. Ian yeah. upgraded to one from his GPS Map 66S. So GPS Map yes. 66S has been around a couple of years now. 66SR has just come out, which has multi-band, which means it uses five satellite systems, built-in battery, has the topographical mapping, um, and that's it, really. So it's it's the mm. upgrade of the, uh, of the 66S. And that, Ian, has been the bestseller in the last two months of 2020. With really very very good numbers, actually, no considerable mm. numbers. The top, yeah. the top four or five are considerably higher than the rest, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. As you expected, Ian. I suspect. Lots of yeah. suspects, but yeah. And I think the thing is, is that anyone who's actually invested in one of these sixty-six SRs, and I've seen that through the last couple of months, one or two have actually asked to do an upgrade as well, like I did from the six S to the SR. And I'd be very surprised if they're disappointed with it in any way. I mean, the, the thing that I find incredible is that it, it just does. And I think it's almost like the Garmin have, have finally put a lot of lessons learned from the 66S into the SR, just in the technology. Like mine instantly connects to Garmin Connect, uh, instantly connects to the Garmin Explore app. Um, it, it, the things that I sort of struggled a bit with with my 66S and um, whether it was because it was an early days 66S compared to what's now being um, put in which you know so I would have started off with a GPS with sort of like the you know that's been up had many updates I don't know but the 66SR just is I, I think it I mean I think it's a great GPS the only thing that I would say and I, I know I've said to one or two customers is that I and I think we discussed it on last month's podcast, John. Um, the chance of me ever updating the Topo Active Europe maps that come preloaded with the GPS. I personally, I can't see. That's the one thing that I know that I'm just not probably going to, uh-huh. you know, what does, doesn't worry me at all because I'm more interested as a GPS um, out walking or cycling uh, with the Ordnance Survey maps on. And I just think it is, it is just. It, I don't know. It's identical to the C6S, but it just there's just something in it yeah. that just I think makes it a much better unit. I totally agree. I think it is by far the best best GPS unit or the best 
um, top end GPS unit yeah. currently on the market. There's no there's mm. no two ways about it really. Yeah. So success yeah. are in first place, second place, a very very close second, just a it few is. units behind is the GPS Map 66S. Now mm. I understand that because actually it's a hundred pound cheaper. No, yes, straight away it's 100 pound yeah, cheaper yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, bundle yeah, you're yeah, going to get yeah. it's 100 pound cheaper so you're going to say is it worth the extra 100 pound for the built-in battery top top active mapping and um multi-band that's down to your personal budget and there's no it's two ways say, about it's it a, yeah i say it's it's down to everyone's budget and you know the c6s is as good as the sr it's just the sr i think is just probably just pips it just for things that I don't know. It's yeah. hard to explain, but it just does. And they look uh, very, very, well, they look identical. Well, the interface is identical, but, isn't it? But, John, as, as we mentioned, I do have a green back. Do you, a green we back. get a green back, mm -hmm. don't, don't we? And it does say multiband on the top of the... Um, That's worth £100 in its own right. Uh, it's worth it, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's what you get for it. <laughs> it is. And then, in third place, I'm actually... I'm not. Yeah, you you actually said it all bet between number one and number two. You thought this, but it comes in number three. Yeah. Is the yeah. Garmin Montana Seven Hundred the new large screen yeah. GPS unit by Garmin? Um, yeah. And again, um, I think is the the game changing GPS of of twenty twenty one by yeah. a long way. It's you no know, yeah. really steps and bounds. You know, the sixty six S R is kind of a a bit of an update. The Montana Seven Hundred is let's 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 start again from scratch. Scrap. Blank piece of paper. Let's create a new GPS yeah. unit, and the Montana yeah. Seven Hundred has done that, hasn't yeah. it? Uh, I, I mean, I think the thing is, is that for for walkers, I've had a few customers mention that they would prefer to ha not have a GPS as big as the Montana Seven Hundred, but customers very kindly have found solutions how to carry the Montana Seven Hundred as a walker. Uh, obviously, if you're a cyclist or motorcyclist, not a problem. Um, but the the Seven Hundred. Um, when I use it doing the support and I get a question from a customer, it's just, I just sit there and just marvel just how easy it is to work your way around the screens mm -hmm. and do things on it. Yeah. Um, it's a well-worthy third place, really. And, and actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. again, yeah. If, it, if it was a slightly smaller GPS unit, I think it would be at the top of that field. It's just that not everybody wants a large screen GPS unit. Yes. So to have oh, a Montana yeah. 700 yeah. in third place, where traditionally, if, if this was this time last year and everything else was the same, the Montana 610, I think, would have been in seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth position in that league table. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think to have it third just shows what yeah. a what it what a significant GPS it is really. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying history's yeah. a bit going a bit moronic with it, really, but it, I think it has been a, a big game changer, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely. So, yes. first place GPS Map 66R, second place GPS Map 66S, and then Montana 700 in third place. In fourth place, I was actually, I suppose, not surprised. Again, if you read the reviews, I'm going to do which I'm going to link to in the, um, in the show notes. I always say it is the best touchscreen budget GPS unit currently on the market. Etrex just 25T. Um, again, been with us a few years now. Um, twenty five T, six years, Ian, five years, Some, oh, six good. years, five years. Yeah, yeah, five or six but, years. But then, John. So when you told me that this is what we were going to talk about through the podcast, um, I, I, I confess to you now. I sat down in in front of the um, figures and, to, and literally ticked off each different unit and i was surprised and in fact i'm going to show you my piece of paper that i started compiling so okay. so so you see so i've got that bit of paper okay. and i've literally gone through and i was it surprised me the number of little ticks i made for the e-trex 
25, touch mm-hmm. 25. Mm-hmm. But then when I was doing it, I'm thinking, I'm not surprised because, um, you know, people who don't want an all singing or dancing GPS, it is a good basic GPS, but with touchscreen capability. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you want, you know, there are lots of people, geocachers, um, who buy GPSs for a very specific reason or someone who just wants a GPS to be out with them just so that they can check that they are where they really are because they much still, understandably, for many people, still prefer just using a paper map and compass. So they, But they want something just as a backup. Mm-hmm. And, it, and so they're not going to spend £800 on a Montana, are they? No, that's um, not. That then, um, so, so it doesn't sort of surprise me, really. No. No, I think it is. It's really it's just a small Oregon um, GPS yeah. unit, isn't it? Yeah. Which is yeah. actually number five on our list is the Oregon Seven Hundred. So, yeah. I'm I'm actually I was interested to see the touch above the Oregon because I can yeah. say it is just a, a slightly smaller. Again, it's it's a very small number difference between the two. So, each extra twenty five in fourth place, Oregon Seven Hundred in fifth place. Again, if this list had been done two years ago, Oregon Seven Hundred would have been top of that oh, list. It would have been the top, wouldn't it? By a, by, long, by a long, way. long way. So that's telling me that shows me that the Oregon 700 is still a really good GPS unit, but again, is now five or six years old. Mm, and therefore, yeah. the see, the 66S is newer to it, which we're saying is three years old. 66SR is newer than it. Montana 700 is newer than it. So again, I think it's just slipped down that league table just because it's a slightly older, but it's still the best touchscreen GPS, yeah. normal size unit without going to Montana on the market, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. Yes, yes. And I think. You know, and I know that we've we don't know anything, but the real game changer for the Oregon 700 would be if God, because I know we talked about it earlier this year about how if they were to shrink the technology down from the Montana to a new Oregon, that would be then that would be at the top, wouldn't it? I, yeah, I think. I um, think it would do. I think it is yeah. kind of. It'd be nice to see an update. We don't know anything, as Ian says, so no. we'll see what happens uh, down the line. So, in sixth place. Were you shocked by this sixth place or not, Ian? Because it's something you don't really have that much context. I, I it, in sixth place, it e just thirty two x really. So the best budget button GPS unit currently in the market, thirty two x. Now I must say, when I compare these lists earlier on today, um, a lot of the thirty two x sales came from our budget website, which is Outdoor GPS Shop. Mm. So we sell, we don't sell a massive amount through GPS training, but we sell far more through. Uh, um, outdoor GPS shop, which is our budget website. I think this will be the best selling unit on that website, actually. So it kind of shows right. where a lot of those yeah. sales figures have yeah. come from. So, again, you because I, I think Ian's looking at I don't support that many because actually, I suspect no. 80 75 percent will come from um, outdoor GPS shop. I get the odd customer every you know, once in a blue moon, but not that many at all. But then again, it's if you don't want a touch screen but you want something very easy to use. And, but you don't wish to spend a lot of money. It, it And the thing is, the screen quality is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's quite incredible. You see, the other thing as well, it'd be interesting to do this list again in June, you know, because actually we're compiling November and December sales where people are cold, thinking of winter, I don't want a touchscreen GPS unit, I want a button GPS unit. Mm. Now, it'd be interesting to see in, in June, July whether we sell significantly more touchscreen units and less button GPS units when the weather is warmer. Mm. So uh, that's my, uh, I don't know, that's my thought there on the 32X. 
So, and in seventh place, which I think will all be outdoor GPS sales, I don't think we've sold one in GPS training, will be the good old E-Trex 10. Um, nice. E-Trex 10 is the uh, the budget black and white GPS units from Garmin, um, literally coming in under £100. Um, gives you a grid reference. Come on, Ian. Have you got any more comments on it? Help me with the E-Trex 10. Try uh, to sell it to me, please. Sell me the joys of the E-Trex 10. Again, if that's all you want, if if you're a walker, I think if if you all you want to know is just confirm where you are, but you still much prefer using a map and compass, then why spend even as much on a 32X? Just get something really basic yeah and that's the majority of sales that we sell somebody's yeah. like oh, do you want to keep some of my rucksack just in case i get lost yeah. i want to switch it on and know where i am or just to confirm yeah. where i am with an ordinary survey mapping yes great battery life black and white screen on it um and yeah, yeah it's it's totally we don't un- we don't get hassle with them because there's there's nothing really goes yes. wrong with them because actually there's not no. there's an awful lot really does it compared no. to what we're no. top end gps unit yeah. yeah so that's in seventh place in eighth place are you surprised by this, Ian? GPS Map 64SX, really? Um, it's, it, I mean, I'm amazed, again, actually, when we look at this, actually, how many of that GPS Map range in that top eight, we've actually got three units, mm-hmm. where, again, two years ago, we just had, maybe, or three years ago, we maybe just had a 64S in there, which would have mm-hmm. been maybe in about sixth or seventh position, but in that top eight, we've got three, with the, yeah. the base one being the 64 SX really, which is just really a 64S with a few upgrades and various things on it, isn't it? And I suppose really in some ways the reason why it is where it is is probably because, again, people want something very basic but there is more to it than it, well, it's a, it, the end of, it's a bigger screen, isn't it, than the E-Trex 32X or the E-Trex 10, yeah. so it, it's um, a bigger screen, you can do more with it um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's Again, I don't think I've supported anyone with um, no. 64SX, I yeah. don't think. Um, I think one person, I think, one one customer over the last few months. And so I was like going back to, you know, having to trawl back through all sorts of different um, sort of like notes that we've got on the system just to remind myself what, where to find what the, what, what the query was. Um, but no, as I say, um, it is just a... Um, and again, a good budget, but good, you know, G- GPS, isn't it? It most certainly is. And I must kind of say, when we're, I'm not going to give you figures, but again, the 64SX is a third of the sales than the 66SR and the 66S. So you can kind of, where, yeah. when we're getting down to eighth position, you can see how top heavy we are on yeah. those um, on those top 66SR and mm-hmm. 66S mm-hmm. and Montana mm-hmm. 700. And then in ninth place, actually... I suppose it is the is the Montana seven hundred I, which again I suppose if you if you bundle together your Montana seven hundred sales and your Montana seven hundred I sales, that would have you number one position. Yeah, John, but think how different the story would have been if Garmin hadn't messed up their maps, eh? Oh uh, no, you never just, thought of that. You actually, just, yeah, you you just think on the the lost sales that Garmin have created for themselves yeah, by this schoolboy era. So people don't know the Montana 700i doesn't work with the 125,000 mapping. So what we've got is a premium yeah. unit, one of the most expensive units currently on the market, doesn't work with the most expensive map card. So as Ian rightly says, if it had... Yeah. I, I, think I never thought of that. Good, yeah. that's a good one there. 
my most listened to, or our most listened to podcast, Ian, is my rant on the Montana 700i map card scenario. When it is, isn't it? I'm sure it is. <laughs> it is, actually. <laughs> if people never listen to I can't remember what podcast episode it is, but I, that was my boiling point of I'm, my frustration. <laughs> I'm going to tell the world what is going on with the Montana 700i. Yeah. It was actually my most listened to podcast, or our most listened to podcast. So... Get on my yeah, soapbox. I, so. mm. I I am sure it has got to be that reflects the lost sales of of the GPS because of this map card, um, Dave Barkley. Hundred percent. And I can't believe actually as we came up to Christmas, how many seven hundred eyes we sold. And literally in the few days coming to Christmas, we sold a lot of seven hundred eyes. You know, premium mm. premium mm. products. People buying for themselves. It was fantastic. It was really interesting. Actually, you had a lot of people who I think had been persuading their wives this is what they want for Christmas, and I think their wives didn't buy it. And in the end, come up to Christmas, literally the week before Christmas, their wives threw their um, credit cards at the uh, the gentleman and said, "Buy yourself that GPS you, you've it's, been wanting." John, John, it's the promise. It's on this promise that they're going to be getting a new Mac card next year that will work. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. It'd be interesting to see when the new map card well, does come it? out, yeah, what yeah. how the sales increase on the back of that. Yeah. Perhaps that should be our challenge to Garmin to really make us be eating our own words come fe- the February podcast. Because I said they were going to release it in January, yes. didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on from um, Garmin's January launch of the new map card. Um, this is never going to happen. Um, in 10th place, the Garmin GPS map 66i. So again, we've got um, four 60 GPS map uh, GPS units in the top 10 uh, with a 66i. Again, it's the same as the 66, um, but it has the two-way satellite communication in it as the 700i. So really the ninth and 10th position, we've got those. Um, you see, that just sums up, you see, as a GPS map 66i, um, that shows my influence in the world, Ian, because I'm in 10th position where you're in number one as the influencer. Um, so... <laughs> That just Absolutely. Sums up, yeah, you, you lead the way, and I bring up yeah, the uh, the tail yeah. end, Charlie in tenth place. <laughs> but I think, though, to be honest with you, though, John, again, it's because I I understand that not everyone would probably want the in you know to spend the money on the in reach side of the yeah. GPS, and 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 so I think that's why it is where it is, isn't it? Um, yeah. It so is. If people that. don't know for the inReach technology, we need to pay a subscription. The basic package is £15 a month. And as of today, Garmin have put their yearly fee up from £25 to £35 to be on that system as well. Wow. Um, in the email that we got from Garmin, this is the uh, the subscription to be registered on the uh, on the satellite system and also to store your data, Ian. So I can't believe that data storage has gone up by £10. Um, I think it's I think a few people have been dropping in and out of contracts and I think this is maybe being increased to drop stop that from happening because when, when you drop off a contract, you stop, stop paying month by month, you have to pay this fee again to get back onto the system. Wow. So I think there's a lot of people being dropping off for a couple of months and signing yeah. back up again, dropping, yeah. going on for a couple of months, dropping off. And I think by increasing that from £25 to £35, you now have to sit say, I need to stop through my subscription for three months, otherwise it's not worth me doing this. And I yeah. think that's, that's why Garmin have just done this from the 1st of January. Um, so... I find it very amusing we've not decreased the monthly budget, the monthly amount. Um, if, if my theory is correct, 
but again, I think it, therefore you're thinking £15 a month, that's £180 a year, plus your £35, that's what, £210, um, yeah, yeah. £215 a, a year to, to run that, which is, is not insignificant, is it, Ian? No, no. Um, and as I say, if, I mean, if you're, a, you know, a serious walker going out into the middle of nowhere, then fully understand why you'd have one. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it is, it is a, it's a, but then I think, well, um, yeah, I mean, you'd have thought if anything, Garmin could have um, dropped their prices. No, no that's never going to happen, is it? So, so that's yeah. your top 10. So are you ready for the, the music for Pick of the Pops? Are you in? In 10th place is the GPS map 66i. In 9th place is the Montana 700i. In 8th place is the Garmin GPS map 64SX. In 7th place is the E-Trex 10. In 6th place is the E-Trex 32X. And in 5th place is the Garmin Oregon 700. In 4th place is the Garmin E-Trex Touch 25T. Third place is the Montana 700. Second place is a Garmin GPS Map 66S. And in first place for the last two months of 2020 is a Garmin GPS Map 66SR. There you are. Fantastic. I've been practicing that all night, Ian. You know. Have you? Have you? And still having to accept the fact that I'm a better influence than the new <laughs> influencer than you are, John. <laughs> That's just me in this world, isn't it, really? Oh, so, uh, bless. Always a, yeah, always a back in the underdog there, really. So <laughs> if you want to find out more about each of these GPS units, watch our honest review of the best budget, top-end and large-screen GPS units on our, on the marketplace. Please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. Click on Reviews on the top menu bar, and then you'll see an article of Best Handheld Outdoor GPS Units updated for Winter 2020, Christmas 2020, and Spring 2021. And you'll see I've done three videos with the Best Budget GPS Unit, Best Top End GPS Units, and the Best Large Screen GPS Unit. Go over each of them. You can see what they look like. And it gives you a good understanding of our thoughts. And that very much ties into the uh, the sales as well. So I did those videos at the start mm. of November. It's quite interesting that actually our reflection. Maybe I am influenced after all in my uh, my uh, ca- my uh, conclusion. Could be that as well. influence sales in some small way. <laughs> Fantastic. The next thing on this month's GPS Train Podcast is a look at our courses and learning opportunities we have for those wanting to get to grips with their GPS units. So rather than just going piling straight into our uh, physical courses, I thought we'd cover a number of things. I know we mentioned them in past podcasts, uh, the various learning opportunities that we have. So just so I'll quickly go over our online training courses, our webinars, and also our physical one and two day courses. So online resource you've heard us talk so much about the online resource the online resource is our online training platform you can access 24 hours a day seven days a week and it has step-by-step videos everything you need to do to get to groups use your gps unit and plan routes on your computer um ian will if you get support of ian ian will more than likely refer you to videos within here ian because it is the easiest way to show customers how to do something isn't it absolutely and i can't tell you john the number of emails that i get from people who customers who probably are a little stuck so need a bit of guidance fine who just say they really enjoy the videos and it's really helped them get on and get started uh with the gps if you know for people who have never owned a video before um 
and yet yeah, it's it's a matter of sitting down but it, it they are so instructional and mm. they are so good and um i know that when um well countless times over the years when you've sent me down a new gps model um i've just every now and again i thought i wonder how you do that so again i still i still refer back to them for whatever reason just for, for speed of 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 working something out sometimes and they are very good it's totally right because here in the office you know the girls and myself often you see when somebody asks a question we pop our headphones on pop into the online resource and watch yeah. the video to explain yeah. because there's so many different yeah. units you no know, even yeah. ourselves who teach our students you know somebody asks something strange that we're not being asked for a month or two easiest thing is just to watch the video that we've explains how to do it yeah so there's um again for the newer units, we're just talking about Montana range and the GPS Map 66 uh, range. Um, phenomenal. Now, we're talking like 60 videos now for the Montana, you know, 55 videos for the 66 range, uh, videos on, on um, SatMap Active 20, um, and they are step-by-step -step tutorials. And you get access to these um, either by paying £50 a year, um, and then you access it for one year, or alternatively, you buy a GPS unit for GPS training, you get access to these for one year at no extra cost. And I must say, John, if I must say, because I'm going to big you up a bit here, um, I think the be one of the best two online videos that we've got in the online re resource are the ones in the GPX library that we've got, the, the ones that you did for importing GPX files for Windows and for Mac. Yeah. And then doing the transfer and doing the editing of a long GP, you know, long distance walk. The amount of times I just refer people to that one video because it answers just th those two videos answers just answer so many queries yeah. all in one go. Yeah. So they're good. Thank you. Really so good. Yeah. Also, there, Eugene rightly said, is it in the uh, online resource we have a GPX library of long distance trails, and in the video Ian's referring to, I show you how you download that onto your computer, import it into Garmin Basecamp um, for the Garmin users, and cut it into day by day because when Ian did the online resource for the GPX library he rightly did you know the whole of the Pennine Way the whole of the Havens Wall Trail the whole of the yeah. Southern Upland Way or, or whichever trail it was and actually if you download that onto your computer we need to cut that into our day by day sections mm. otherwise it's yeah. it's not very user friendly so I just did a video of how you measure it each day how you but cut it and, really good and, and, and just do it again this is a, what people we, what we'll try to do and hopefully we do at GPS training is we've tried to make it practical both Ian and I and all everybody else in GPS training we're walkers we're not geeks no we are practical walkers who go out and walk and that's what we do and therefore it's it's I think a lot of our industry sometimes is led by geeks who get so obsessed with x y and z but the practicality is I'm going to go and walk this long distance trail how do I download the GPX file how do I edit it and make it into a usable um feast as such isn't it mm, and that's yeah. what we try to do and and i know when we move on to the courses that's what i do and i know that's what you do in course i try and refer to where you'll use this in your practical walking experience rather than like oh i can get you to navigate to a way but what's the point of that well actually we could use it in x y and z and that's but, what we're trying to get yeah. over isn't it really and the, and the thing is john but the video still cover even if someone's just going for a five mile local walk that they've downloaded from the internet you know, it you can still you've they've still got the step by step bits yeah. to to achieve the whole process, and that's so they are you know it's not just about the units. I think they are the you know, and I think you know if you think a few years ago just how few and far between websites were with GPX 
file libraries on and now what we've what we've got now it, it's it's just mushroomed hasn't it, it the resources to, to, to people so i think it yeah it, it's so brilliant the online there's something we keep adding to you know there's more videos that's gone up in the last week or so uh, with you working on the explore app and this kind of thing so it's something we keep adding to all the yeah. time and and it's yeah. something that we keep referring to again when we get a number of questions we make a video on it it just makes our life easier and, and again yeah. if you guys are you know get it free for a year or subscribe and it makes your life easier going forward as well so the online resource just go to our website which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on online resource on the top menu bar the next thing is the webinars. So webinars, we kind of eased off a little bit, but I could do everything that happened last year, the webinars very much came to the fore. So this is a yes. live training course where you log on to, usually in the evenings, well, always in the evenings, not that we only did daytime ones for a few years now. And they are usually an hour and a half, two hours on a specific subject or a unit. So again, we've done master classes on GPX files, which Ian just referred to. Um, you know, a webinar on how to use a DOM GPS Map 66S or SR. Um, you've done on Expedition, which is the route planning software uh, from SatMap. We do Basecamp ones, both on PC users and Mac users. Again, separate webinars. And what you do is actually, you see our screen. So you log on to this course, um, you see our screen and we teach you how to use your unit or the software and it's live so um, you can ask questions um, either verbally if there's a few people on the webinar or um, if, if there's a, quite a few people on it we tend to restrict people to a text box otherwise we end up with um, not, yeah, not getting anywhere really in don't I, we? I'm only laughing John because I did one back in the first lockdown on Expedition 2 and I had 15 people on the webinar and that was that was a <laughs> one. That was quite hard to manage. That one, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> and then what we've done for this year, which we've never done before, we send recordings of that webinar. So if you've been on the webinar, yep. we record it, we then create it into a video, and then email you a copy of that webinar, and then you have access to that for um, well to the end of time, really. So again, if you yeah. kind of saw something on the webinar you want to refer back to, you've got a recording that you have a link you can click on and watch that webinar. And webinars are just they're just nineteen pound ninety nine, um, which is is phenomenal, really. Um, and all webinars are, are followed up with, I say, links to the recording and links to other resources, um, and it kind of gets you going. Again, we'll see how what happens um, over the coming year. We might have another <laughs> eight months of webinars yeah. Ian, with everything that's happening <laughs> yeah. at this moment in time. Uh, but yeah. it, again, it's it's this live online training, usually, I say, keep saying an hour and a half sometimes a little bit longer again I, with all these things you no know, like if you want more time with us when we do it you no know, that we're happy you no know, we don't rush away at the end of it and you no know, we're off we're there to serve you aren't we yeah absolutely yeah yeah no, no. that's very good then our physical courses so we do both satmap and garmin physical courses um satmap one day i know Ian keeps saying we should be doing it over two days but we somehow still stuck with one day for satmap courses um it just pushes us uh, pushes us um, a little bit to our uh, ability in doesn't it over one day <laughs> uh it's a hard it is a hard day it's a hard mm -hmm. day and to think that's a new skill you've learnt for 2020 john 2020 skill a satmap course yeah yeah <laughs> do you know what i, I really quite, enjoy oh, actually, so do I. because so do I. everybody sat down there the same GPS unit, yes, and therefore yeah. um, it's it's relatively easy because actually everybody's got that, yeah, the same the same buttons to press, the same things yeah. to do. Um, yeah, and actually, as I say, I know, um, you know, we featured mainly talk about 
Garmin. But again, the GPS, I, I, I still think the Active 20 is a very good, it's still a very good GPS. Um, and I so I really enjoy the course. So it's funny, I, should I talk about the politics of GPS units? I'm going to talk about politics of GPS units, actually, I am. Is what SatMap have done in the industry is they've discounted their GPS units. So actually, if you bought a SatMap two years ago, you would have paid considerably more money than what you do now. And therefore, what that has done is increase sales of SatMaps significantly. Because the reason is you get a lot of GPS for not a lot of money. And and that's what we've seen then on our courses where if you said two years ago, three years ago, John, you're going to the Lake District on a Thursday and a Friday and delivering back-to-back SatMap courses and then a Garmin course on a Saturday, Sunday, I would have said that is ridiculous. We will That will never happen. But that is what happened. That's what's going to happen this year. That's what happened last year. No, we, we do back-to-back SatMap courses. Yeah. Because there is there is a, a good good amount of SatMap units yeah. out there, yeah. Um, yeah, and and it's dragged new customers into the marketplace because they get a lot of GPS units for not a lot of money, and therefore we see that that knock on effect on our SatMap courses because there's a lot more people with SatMaps because actually they are, I don't know the exact price, but they're 150 pound, 200 pound cheaper than what they were three years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was talking to a customer not so long ago who bought an Active 20 in the early summer, he had a few initial problems with it and I think was was not very happy with it. But clearly over the last, uh, he he settled down with it, the GPS settled down with him. And when I was talking to him, he had just a little query that we need to sort, sort out. He, you know, he was saying, Ian, I love this GPS. He said, I really do think it is just so good in every which way. And you know, I think that that's, you know, from someone who, you know, he said, I've really mastered it and I just love using it. I love going out with it and I can't, I can't be without it now. I just love it. Brilliant. Yeah. So SatMap courses, I say we do those at various locations around the country. Um, yeah. So if you've got a SatMap and you want to get groups with a one day course, therefore it's a little bit cheap because it's a one day course. We get to groups with the units in the morning and then the afternoon we do an Expedition 2 a demonstration and a walk with Expedition 2, which is the route planning software, those people that know. Other thing we do for Garmin users is a two day Garmin course. What I've actually put here is we do these nationwide. The reason for that is the number of people I speak to on the phone who go, do you know what? Uh, who are really struggling with their GPS. I said, you need to come on a GPS training course. I said, oh, I live a long way from where you do. And I go, yes, John, okay. but North Rothbury is the centre of the universe, isn't it? I said, I said, with the greatest respect to you, we do them from literally the south coast. We do, we do from, from the, the south coast. To Scotland and everywhere in between. We just don't do them in the northeast of England. Now, I, I take on board your thoughts that you think the Rothbury is in the northeast of England is the centre well, of the world. Well, it's got to be, hasn't it? But actually, the New Forest is a long way from, um, from is, Northumberland. It? it is. A very long way. Yeah. Yeah. So we try and distribute our courses the best of our ability to do it. Now, I, I appreciate people in Cornwall say, oh, you don't do a course in Cornwall. Oh, of course we don't. We don't do a course in Cornwall. We don't do a course in the Outer Hebrides. But we do them in New Forest. I'm going to start in the south, New Forest and, and South Downs and Northamptonshire, you know, moving up the country, Peak District, Northumberland, and the lakes and the Scottish borders as we uh, as we move our, ourselves up. So we do do them nationwide. Um, you know, we go away 
to deliver them. So again, number we can deliver from home. But again, when Ian's you no know, in the New Forest or he's in Northamptonshire, you are away. When I'm yep. away, Peak District, Lake District, uh, Scottish Borders, um, only the Northumberland one I can travel from home. So we go away to deliver these courses, and what I try and get over to people is you no, know, a lot of people do rightly make a weekend of it, um, yes. and, yeah. and and a really nice weekend uh, getting scripts with the GPS yeah. units. I mean, the amount of guys who turn up on the course and they tell me they've come away with their wives and whilst they're doing the course that their wives have gone off shopping or, or you know they and and then they're going to spend another day or two afterwards together walking with the new skills that have been learnt on the on the course mm-hmm. and um yeah so you get people coming from far and wide and um they try and make more of it than just a weekend if they can so they most certainly yeah. do, yes. So, yeah. two-day course for Garmin users. So, day one's kind of getting scripts for the GPS unit, and day two is about Garmin Base Camp. Like we spend, I spend a couple of hours on day two looking at GPX files that we just mentioned. We look at using a GPS overseas. There's geocaches on the group. We'll we'll talk about geocaching. I think the yeah. nice thing is we kind of stress this a bit. Um, we don't get on the SatMap course, the Garmin course, because it's a two-day course. Is it gives us that little bit of flexibility, yeah. doesn't it? That if, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, and I always say to people as well, uh, please excuse me if I said this on the podcast before. You know, we're there on that weekend to teach you guys how to use your GPS units. And I always say to people, you no, know, I get occasionally get the, somebody rings up again and again. I said, you know what? Come on a GPS training course. When we're there for the weekend, we're there in our group of five as we start off this year. Hopefully, we can increase numbers back up to our usual seven or eight. But we're there to, to dedicate our time to you. So again, if I've got someone on the course, and I'm say, example, the Peak District, and somebody struggled with various aspects or wants to do something that's slightly different, I say, you know what, when everybody else goes at five o'clock, we'll spend half an hour and do what you want to do to get to grips with that. Because actually, I'm there. I don't, I'm not anywhere to rush to. I've just got a hotel yeah. room to go to. <laughs> but my, my yeah. mind's ready to give you the time. You're there to give you the time. And we can do your specific needs yeah. where with great respect when you ring up on on christmas eve at three o'clock because you're going to walk in a long distance trail or something i'll be honest with you we often our minds elsewhere yes. um yeah. and yeah. and of course and for me the course is those people really want to get to groups with the gps units aren't they absolutely and i think the thing is john as as, as i know that you do you know, at the beginning of the Saturday, I always ask people what they specifically would, you know, so you and I, we could tell them all about all sorts of different things over two, two days. But as you say, it's people coming on a course to learn about how to use their GPS. So if they're slightly um, the not so popular things they want to do, then I think it's always nice to know on a Saturday morning yeah. because then you can all absolutely without fail build it into the two days, no matter what it is for them but also for other people to learn some other little bit about the gps that although they're probably not interested in it they can see what else the gp application that the gps has for that for another customer on the course and yeah and as you say if there's not time there but there is always time on the two days not so much say on the sat map course because it is a bit of a hard day but the two days you can always build in people's real specific requests into what we do yeah and it's great 
yeah. most certainly yeah and and the nice thing is then over those two days you can refer to it so if you know somebody's doing x y and z you can then refer yeah. to it. this is how you will use what we're yeah. teaching you and over those yeah. two days i always think it's like we get the building blocks out at the start of day one they get mm. the building blocks put them all out on the table this is a waypoint this is a route this mm. is batteries mm. this is x y and z mm. and then over those two days we build our little castle of on mm. of knowledge uh, um, and then by the end, you know, for the afternoon on, on day two, like, okay, what we're we going to do? Oh, we'll do a trap back. We'll do X, Y, and Z. Every just like bang, 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 bang. I'm away, and they go away. And what I always find interesting is we don't hear an awful lot from those people post course, no. which tells no. us that we've done our job properly. Yes, they've gone away they've got... and they can apply it to what they want to do. Exactly. Use their right. GPS for, and that's the. Uh, and... That is the big difference, isn't it? I and think. that, for me, is the seal of approval that we've done our job properly. They've willing to invest the money and the yeah. time into getting to their GPS yeah. unit. We've invested the time um, and an expertise to teach them to do it, and they go away totally contented. And and yes. and for me, I kind of sit there going, yeah. do you know what? Rather than scratching at home, learning from friends, trying to do X, Y, and Z, they've invested the time and the the professionals, yeah. and and they know how to do it, don't they? I think the other thing, John, and and this this was a, a this is a great example. I had a guy on one of the very rare courses that we had at the end of the summer down in the New Forest. We had a gentleman who I, I'm sure he hasn't done it became because of the situation in the country, but he was going to do a long distance walk up in Scotland. I can't remember which one it was. It could have even been something like the West Highland Way. May have been, may not have been. Can't remember. Anyway, so he was doing it totally unsupported, and he was want he was going to drop off supplies all the way up his walk. Um, and so, you know, he was asking me sort of like the practicalities of doing something like that. And when I leave it there, how do I know where I, I'm going to find it again kind of thing. And you see, I think it's really good because when someone asks a question like that, you know, the answer, I know the answer, but it just helps other, it, you know, you can throw it open to the people who come on the course. Well, how would so-and-so do that yeah. if, uh, and we, so everyone learns different tricks with these things that's exactly and just, right yeah and it's yeah. that practice you know you referred to the, the video in the online resource about the gpx that's what i do on courses so i can say who's doing a long distance trail this year they go oh i'm doing this right okay let's find the gpx file for the route you're doing right where you're mm. walking a to b yeah. and i plan it as if it was them and they're gonna go all right this is and it hopefully makes sense to to what they're doing they can then relate to it and even the other people within that group can as well yeah so yeah. it is it is our i'm gonna say a pinnacle of the course but it's 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 the it's the i don't know good practice really so if you do have the time it's i keep saying it's like-minded people getting together do you know I, I speak to a lot of people i've been on courses with afterwards no i've just spoke to someone just before christmas who bought a watch for their wife who've been on a course and this kind of thing you build a relationship with them like-minded people getting together and it's 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 good it's well humored it, hopefully mm. you, you've learned that mm. from our podcast you know Ian and i can kind of hopefully adapt to what's there and uh, we hopefully make you smile or <laughs> cry i don't know it's a hard weekend it's a hard weekend job yeah, but it, it, is. Is. it is but i think the thing is is that it's just the way that you see people you know and i love it i really love people who come in who literally come in with the gpx in their box and they for whatever reason have felt quite daunted by by the by the gps that they've been very kindly given as a present or or what or they've thought that they were by themselves and by the end of the weekend almost without a shadow of a doubt, you see that they have moved on. They, they move on so quickly because they're doing it in a life situation. Whereas when you've got, you know, question after question on the technical support side, 
yes you say you just think you know just come on a course you're going to learn more in a weekend than you will just by sitting at home in your chair not wanting to take it out and that <laughs> is the difference and you these people you know i had a guy on a sat map course earlier this year his wife had given it to him for last christmas and he said I, I need to look i need to show her i've learned something by the end of the day he was he loved he he was so thrilled he'd within the day he felt he had so mastered the basics of using an active 20 he went home as happy as larry mm -hmm. um wasn't his name larry but um but he was so happy he was so happy that he'd come for, just for even for the day that you know on this quick day of the satmat course but he'd gone away with so much confidence that yep. he this thing that sat in a drawer for nine months worked yep perfect so to see the course dates that we do at the various locations around the country, please do go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on GPS Training Courses on the top menu bar and then click on Training Courses and you'll see the various courses we do around the country in the New Forest, South Dawn, Downs, Northamptonshire, Peak District, Lake District, Northumberland and the Scottish Borders. The next thing on this month's GPS Training Podcast is Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions Ian gets asked while supporting our customers. So Ian, I think there's just really three nice general subjects we're going to talk about yes, here, I think. Um, I think so. So which one are you going to go for first then? Let's go, f so let's go for the the good old master reset master that reset. As, as a customer the other day week described to me the nuclear option um, <laughs> which i thought was a good way um yes it can it is the nuclear option because it just but it does clean out your gps from you know and put it back to factory settings but there are so many people who come in contact us with you know their gps just isn't quite working properly for whatever reason and you know you think i can sit around for the next week just email backward and forward try this try this try this and i've really got to the stage john i i feel where if they if the first initial few questions or the answers that come back still haven't cured it cured it i just say do a master reset and almost without any shadow of any doubt the master reset sorts the problem out for all of us you know it stops the emails the customer is happy because their gps is back working and you know coupled to this i did i did ask if i could mention a particular customer um to jeff jeff we'll call him just jeff um what a star so he'd had a problem with his oregon 700 it wasn't quite doing what he wanted it to do and um this last week in the end we he he, he bit the bullet um did the master reset and um shall we say that his gps was cured um it was the prop he had a problem with swiping between the screens on his 700 in the cold he said when i got it home it was fine but in the cold the swipe wasn't working very well so he danced around doing all sorts of things for a day or two and then i said come on we need to do this master reset which he did and i still don't think he really believed me that it was going to work so not only did he do the master reset Jeff actually put his Oregon 700 in the fridge overnight to prove to himself that it worked. The swiping between the screens works following the master reset. And he very kindly got back to me and said, yes, it's worked. And that is how A, good how the master reset is, and B, how fantastic customers can be to really, to really prove 
so, so I, you know, I was confident it was going to sort it out. But understandably, he wanted to prove it to himself. You can't leave your GPS in the fridge overnight, John. I mean, that is that's, that's above and beyond record, it, isn't it? Isn't it really? That's yeah, good on it's it. fantastic. But it proves it proves just how good. Yeah. All right. It is the nuclear option. It means that well, you shouldn't. I I still believe you shouldn't have a lot sitting on your GPS anyway from whatever you've been doing or going to do. Um, just keep it all on base camp or elsewhere. But I think it does show that, prove that. And the, even for the, people with older GPS units as well, do you yeah. know, again, I, I sometimes get people who bought a unit, you know, a number of years ago from us. I actually don't pass them on to you, Ian, because that's your outside support question, uh, support mm. um, time. Yeah. And they're yeah. going to say, oh, I've had this unit, I loved it, but it's like a 64S or something, and, and now it's starting X, Y, and Z. I say, just do a master reset on it. And they go, yeah. what do you mean? I say, yeah. There's a link. There's actually a public link on our on our um, our support area on our on our website. Uh, it tells you how to do a master reset on any GPS unit. I'm not telling you because you're not paying the support package. I, I can tell you there's a there's a just put into their master reset GPS map 64 64s or something, and there's instructions. And I had a guy just before Christmas um, email back saying thanks very much, John. No, that's sorted the problem. And again, yeah. we don't know what the problem was. He doesn't really care. He sorted yeah. it out. And and his his option was. I need to buy potentially need to buy another GPS unit. Yeah. Well, this this has saved him hundreds yeah. of pounds, hasn't it? Yeah. Really. Absolutely. Um, so. And I think the other thing is linking it back into the online resource because the master reset wipes out this extra profile that we put on for customers, the high MP profile. The online resource is so good. There's a video on how to reset this profile for anyone who does a master reset. So they've got so they don't need us to talk them through. It's it is it's all there at their fingertips to get their GPS back to how it was when it was delivered to them in the first place. Yeah. So, so don't be scared of doing a master reset if your GPS is playing yeah. up. And again, especially if we sounds like we ask we ask you to do it. No, let, let's let's just do it and give it a go when we mm. support you the other side of it. Yeah. And usually I always say it's because ninety nine percent nine percent on the chance it is sort at the time, sorry, it's sorts the problem yeah. and often i can yeah. customers keep saying, well, yeah but the problem is this yeah let's just stop let's just do a master reset i know but not but let's just do it and if it doesn't do it we'll work we'll work to the next step down the line for whatever yeah. reason but actually 99.9 yeah. percent .9 of the time this will rectify your problem that you've had isn't it and john if my i may also say i don't know if you recall i actually told you that i actually learned something from satmap i think it was oh, you did. this, was, this, yeah, this month because i had some customers having a problem with their active 20 and they said, we've asked the customer, all the customers said, oh, they asked me to do a master reset on it. I'm thinking, master reset on an Active 20. And I've totally forgotten, it does have an, mm -hmm. it does have that option mm -hmm. as well, the on the Active 20. And I thought, uh, note to self, I've learned something. Good stuff. Good. good stuff. So, master reset on any GPS unit, both Garmin and SatMap. I'm going to just jump in here on Ian's FAQs, because I always try and steal his thunder. And the next thing I put in here is batteries, Ian. Batteries. Please use good batteries. Please, yep. please, 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 please. If you've got your brand new GPS unit, please do not go along to the pound shop and buy 20 batteries for a pound, put them in, and then ring us up when they go flat after two hours. Or yep. your GPS crashes. A, I don't care. I do always care everything that customer says to me. But come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's put some good batteries in your GPS units and get them to... It's going to use a set of batteries every day, run off AA batteries. Um, so let's get some good quality, rechargeable batteries and put them into our GPS unit. When we put them into our GPS unit, let's tell the GPS unit what type of batteries we've got in there. And that will sort out a lot of problems. Yep. It's not... You know, 
that's the way it is. I I, I said to a, a customer um, just before Christmas, no problems, problem problems. I know, I know, I know. I said, you know what? You wouldn't go a brand buy a brand new diesel car and go and run it off chip fat oil from your local chip shop, would you? But you could run an old diesel car that was there you no know, thirty years ago in that way. No, let's get some good quality batteries. You've spent often customers have spent three, four, mm. five, six, seven hundred yeah. pounds on a GPS unit. Yeah. Get some mm. good batteries and let's run it properly from some decent batteries, rather than even Duracell. Duracell are not good batteries. No, people say, oh, Duracell because the bunny hops on the advert over Christmas yeah. and tells how yeah. good they are. Yeah. They're not. Get some oh. good batteries. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Do you see my frustration in batteries? John, or just buy a 66 SR. Built-in batteries. 66 Built-in battery. I, number or 10 I, in the lead team. Or Montana. Montana number two, number three. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, that's one of the first questions when people say, oh, my GPS isn't starting up, it freezes, it crashes really quickly. Da, 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 da. That's one of my first questions I ask people. What batteries are you using? And I get so many customers... Oh, I've got alkaline batteries, but I'm using alkaline batteries. Right, just start again. You know, um, please just start putting some rechargeable batteries in. And um, although actually the other day there was a customer who had some very whose GPS 66 new one was crashing all the time, um, and he he did sort of say to me that well actually I'm using some very old rechargeable batteries. So he said, I have ordered some new ones from yourselves. I said, so have you got anything that we can just prove to see if it works or not? He said, oh, I've only got some alkaline batteries. I said, that'll be good enough just to start the thing up to see if it works. And so so I did. But I mean, it was enough to prove to him that the that because even rechargeable batteries after so many hundreds of cycles, even they did. Degrade, yeah. you know, they don't go on forever, and so I do know that you know we put alkaline batteries in just to prove that the, the I mean, literally the, on the old rechar- these rechargeables, they were crashing. It was crashing literally the moment it powered up. So at least the alkaline batteries proved that it was the ba- the old these old batteries. He bought some new rechargeable batteries. I know from us, he got back to me to say, got new rechargeables. The GPS is fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so so don't even use alkaline. Don't use old rechargeables because they're just as bad. And there's a reason I always say there's a reason when you when you ring Sky, they tell you even before you get through to them, you just switch off your box at the mains. It's to, to sort out these problems. When you buy a GPS off GPS training, you actually get emails offers for the first uh, first year. And actually, I think it's the second or third email I send you to a video link where I review batteries. There's a reason why I did that video for you guys to look at various batteries. It's because we had so many people ringing up saying, oh, I'm running off X, Y, and Z. I, I look and I, I I will pick up batteries and say, they are not very good batteries. And these are batteries we actually sell. I would say, don't buy those. You're far better to spend an extra £10 and get X, Y, and Z or something Absolutely. like that. Yeah. So again, some yeah. good quality rechargeable batteries. By rechargeable batteries, we're also going to save the environment because we're not going to throw away a set of batteries every day. And and you no, know, you're going to spend thirty quid on a set of batteries and a one hour charger. Um, you're sorted for years. Mm. No, let's work yeah, out. It's, it's pence per day you're walking, mm. rather than mm. going to Costco or wherever and buying a big box of X hundred batteries and throwing them in a landfill or whatever we do with batteries yeah. or we shouldn't yeah. be doing with batteries. Um, let's get some good batteries in there and, and we know, and as again, we'll know how they're going to perform in that unit. I think the other thing, John, is that all these, all the GPSs, all our top few GPSs, they are, they all need a lot of power. They're not just like 
the GPSs of old that did very little, they all do all sorts of lovely stuff. But to do all the lovely stuff, they need decent power to do it, yeah. don't they? That's exactly That's the other right. Thing. So, some, please, please, please get some good batteries to power your GPS units from. Ian, pockets and touchscreen GPS oh. units. <laughs> yes, the amount of... Again, this is, you know, and it's not, you know, because you can, you know, the backpack tether, um, which is a, that fits all GPSs bar the uh, Montana 700 series and 600 series. Um, the amount of customers, especially Oregon 700, 700 customers who say, who contact us say, my GPS isn't working very well, or it's a bit sporadic, or it's not doing this, it's not doing that. And... I asked them, one of my first questions, as well as batteries, is how do you carry your Oregon 700? And the amount of times through this year I've had people say, well, I carry it in my hands or I put it in my pockets. And okay, yes, you can lock the screen very easily by pressing the power button briefly and tapping the padlock at the bottom of the screen. But more often than not, it's because the reason their GPS isn't quite working properly is because they either got it in their hand or they've put it into a pocket. And... You know, these screens are very sensitive for a reason, for them to work properly. Um, even Jeff's now will be working very, very well after his master reset. And they work, they're there for a reason. And I think, I mean, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but really the, I think the backpack tether was brought out by Garmin on the back of the fact that they realized they had to come up with a carrying solution for the Oregon 700 and E-Trex Touch GPSs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've joked about it in the past with the Map 60 series GPSs of whatever age, you can chuck them in a pocket and all right, a button may get pressed, but it doesn't do anything because, it, you know, you, you it won't change screens. But with these touchscreen GPSs, they, they, they do. So my plea to people is, is that, you know, for the sake of a few quid, and I'm sure that, um, you know, they'll, you know, it's not the world, they don't cost the world. These pack-pack tethers do resolve so many of these oh, my organ's not working too well. And then when you ask, oh, well, it's because I put it in my pocket. Mm -hmm. Please just go out and buy it. Or a rucksack pocket or something. Just, yeah. you know. 100%. Um, yeah. And then and it also keeps your hands free as well. I always does, say, you know, yeah. you got your hands yeah, free. Yeah. you got your hands free. So just in case you fall over or you walk with walking yeah. pose or something like that, yeah. you got your GPS there and your rucksack. Just pull it off. Look where you want to go. Stick it back there. It's not dominating your walking experience. No. No. It's got a clear view of the sky, so it's going to get the satellites rather than be buried in your rucksack in a pocket where you're going to lose satellites. And and as Ian says, for the sake of a, a few tens of pounds, £17.99 to be precise, um, you're sourced, aren't you? And, and yeah. life is easy. <laughs> and also, if you're anything like me, you know, every now and again I do just go out for a walk with the GPS. I put it in a pocket. And then the next time I want to get it out, I think, now which pocket do I get it up put in? <laughs> saves, but again, it saves all of that. It's just it's just there. If you've got a rucksack, put get one of these tethers. And it really does resolve so many so many especially touchscreen problems. Yeah. It really does. Fantastic. Brilliant. So those are Ian's FAQs for this month. So the first one is Master Reset. If your GPS is causing problems, please don't be scared of doing a Master Reset. And again, if we advise to do it, we send you instructions of how you can do that. It does sort out 99% of problems. Good 
Quality batteries, again, if you're running your GPS unit off AA batteries, please get some good quality rechargeable batteries. And don't forget to tell your GPS unit what type of batteries they are, because they are slightly different voltage. And if you have, especially a, G, a touchscreen GPS unit, please don't put it in your pocket. Get yourself a back tether or something along those lines. Keep that uh, screen so you're not accidentally touching it when you're in your pocket. And again, that's still the same for a button GPS unit, back, back tether, great way yeah. to carry your oh, GPS yeah. unit. Yeah. And finally, many thanks for listening to this month's GPS training podcast. If there's anything you would like us to cover in future podcasts, please do get in touch. Please do get in touch with ourselves, especially if you're thinking about buying a new GPS unit. Please do take a look at both our physical GPS training courses or our online training courses, which we've discussed a little bit earlier in this month's podcast. And if you do get the chance, please do give us a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever podcast player you are listening to on. And if you can leave us a snazzy re review, that is very much appreciated. Many thanks, Ian, for joining me on this, the January uh, GPS training podcast uh, for the start of 2021. And yeah, looking forward, Ian, I think um, it's going to be... Courses, John. It's going to be courses. We, courses. we do some good yeah. courses. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be yeah. a, a. It can't be any worse than what it last year was, can it, really? <laughs> Hopefully not, no. <laughs> yeah, and, and, happy and New Year. also, yeah, Happy New Year. And thanks also for your feedback. And I, I've, we've got a really good listener base now on the podcast. And uh, again, we do get stats and, and it's amazing to see how many people do listen to it and i do actually bump into people these days i was actually out with before christmas with a group uh, on a guy walk and uh, this guy popped up and they said i listen to your podcast i love it and i went okay i can't believe you. he actually came on a guy walk with me then as well i thought it was sick of my voice oh, he wanted to meet the star of the show john <laughs> he just says he enjoys the banter. i think he cycles into work and he listens to us in his headphones so he's not yet crashed his bicycle into something on the way Fantastic. so yeah i meet a few people and, and again when i speak to the customers on the phone and a few of them mention i listen to the podcast no it's really good yeah. so uh yeah, yeah i hope, I hope you like it. it's 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 a nice long form way of just keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor gps training isn't it yeah good stuff yeah all the best everybody for 2021 and uh, please get in touch with us if there's anything you want cheers thank you ian no you're welcome bye thanks for listening to the gps training podcast the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor gps navigation